everybody. It's LOI Central with Dan and Johnny. Yeah, welcome along. Uh, it is time for European football again, that time of year. It's been pissing rain every day for the last two weeks, but it is uh, the summer, seemingly. And uh, yeah, so it's season uh, seven. Um, it's a long, long time since we started. Season seven, episode twenty-two, and never before have uh, has the collective League of Ireland kind of community been so hopeful that four teams might actually get through. Um, we'll see what happens, Dan. Yeah, I mean, it's it was clear when we spoke about this recently that the, a lot of the members of the League of Ireland community do not want that to happen. This has become. We'll actually talk about that. That's become a thing, and I can see well, the geez, rationale that, behind it's it. become a thing. It's always been there. It's 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 almost more pronounced because there's so much money involved at the top now. It's like, let's say like 20 years ago, uh, Shells win a couple of games in Europe. It's not going to make that much of a difference. Now Rovers get into the group stages of a moderate enough competition and they get three million. Mm. How does that work if you're Sligo Rovers? Like, it's no good to me whatsoever, Sean Rovers getting three million. Like, clearly. Anyway, we haven't even discussed uh, what's on the show today. Our sponsors, maybe. Our sponsors. We'll start with uh, Kieran Kilduff and your sponsor? Gary Cronin. That's big news. They're now sponsoring the show um, because we've fallen out with uh, all three of our sponsors. <laughs> um, clearly, we haven't. So, yeah, Gary Cronin, one of the most basket case uh, games I think we've had in the league so far. Uh, Gary's so, probably still fresh from that at Daily Mount. Um, Bowes beaten Dundalk and Kieran Kilduff I want to talk to him about his European memories uh, Kieran Kilduff um, how, what he's up to nowadays which obviously uh, entails an interesting career move we are in association with Future Ticketing we're in association with Collar and Cuff um, Decky will give you a free shirt and tie uh, if you get a tin of fruit in Glasnevin and Rascals uh, Brewery and Inchicore we've had a very very glowing uh, reference to um, the little trip to Rascals on Friday night that one of our recent winners uh, had for the uh, tour I've got no name Johnny have you? I have, I have I was kind of waffling there just to see if I could um, while away like five six seconds um, seven eight um, it seven was seconds away, away just Nina Cherry long. Nina Cherry yeah I put Peter Sister Cherry, of Eagle Eye Cherry. Yeah. Um, went to the Rascals tour Friday before the past court game. Loved it. I'm sorry, I forget the name of the guest, but he had a great time anyway. What's going on with you, Dan? We had a pint last night. I hope that unnamed guest we had, had a, a good pint. time. We had a pint last I'm night. I'm sure Dan. if you knew your name when I met you last night. I wasn't bad at all. You weren't. Um, my missus was. My, uh, your missus was? My missus, Kevin Barry answered yes. It was Kevin Barry. Ah, okay. My missus has this thing in her head now. She has been on a couple of social, occasion, uh, social occasions with you recently i think she prefers you to me okay um so last last night when we went for uh went for a bite to eat um in town she uh, implored me to come home and the fact i said i, I want to go for a pint with dan she was not happy at all about this so i'm not really sure she likes it at all actually well listen it was good while it lasted yeah if, if it even lasted at all you care about dan more than me was kind of what she said emotive yeah, yeah. i got similar comments about going to meet you actually strangely enough it's like it's like, it's like we're having an affair in plain sight. Yeah. Um, um, of course. Yeah. You, it was also in plain sight last night. Well, the, the, player, the players are bright Blick. So there we were in the, uh, the Thomas Murr Inn on um, just off Angel Street, formerly JJ's. Allow, um, allows people to watch football games. Yeah, exactly. Unlike some pubs in the region. Yeah, don't talk about them anymore, particularly that uh, place Sheen's. And uh, I wonder where, wonder, where, wonder where that changed in the Women's World Cup, do you reckon? Imagine, will, you, will someone go in there? Sexist. Go into them and say, uh, top of the sheet and see if they're showing the football. I'm writing for the Irish Independent. We're just doing a story on you're not showing football. Are you yeah. showing the women's football? Yeah. Wouldn't be long changing. Yeah, mind. you hate football and you also you also don't like women. That would mm. be the stance. But anyway, mm. we, we can't. I mean, who knows? It might just have been a staff policy on that particular day. Maybe um, they didn't like us. Which well, is, I mean, it's I mean, very we possible. Might, we might be misrepresenting. But they also maybe them. didn't maybe like good judge as a character. But maybe didn't like the person that was that was next to us that we got to ask as well to put on Luton and Coventry. Um, but anyway, um, we were in um, Thomas Murray with our, our friend, um, well, acquaintance Connor, um, sometime Bose fan, and I just I made the comment that I, I saw lads in tracksuits walking down the street, and I was like, I reckon that could be the the Icelandic lads Shamrock Rovers playing. Bride of Blick. And uh, we were there with Enda, of Enda and Susan's wedding, fame, and uh, and Connor. And I just made this comment to the lads, but Connor, before he, I mean, before he could stop him, had, had left the pub. Not the first time you said that. Gone, gone across this and, and was roared over, like roared. He has this real, like, he visceral. Has, his voice, yeah, it's visceral, exactly, <laughs> guttural, you know. And this, this roar across the street. Ah! <laughs> Bride Blick! And, and they looked over going, oh no, like we're in Galatasaray. Welcome <laughs> to hell here. And he made some comment about, you know, oh, 
F Shamrock Rovers, come on, Bose. <laughs> and like, to, you know, the Icelandics, probably not, as we know, quite a serene place, not used yeah. to this. Uh, one or two of them gave him a nervous wave of acknowledgement. One gave him a sort of a minor fist up. I can imagine they're walking home going, Jesus, like... The rest of them have Dublin, left the country. Dublin, Dublin is mad for this game. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were literally walking down the street and some lad just come roaring out of a pub and just had a right go at us, <laughs> except he's with us. So, um... <laughs> I mean, it was a wonderful moment. It was a wonderful moment. European football is here. July, the ah. sun is not in the air, but the rain was pouring, but the Icelandics are in town and like, you know, we're, as, we're as, here, the magic of Europe. As it is out there, now we're recording on Monday relatively early. Um, I'd nearly fear for Tal if this game took place a few hours, it's raining that much. Um, I wouldn't fear for that pitch at all. Would you? F- we, no. we, we'll get, we'll get to, we should get to the mailbag early on let's the get show. To the, you know what, let's just let's get, get to, to it the mail now. Bag. It's time for the all-new Silk Hand Stitch Collar and Cuff Mailbag. Let's dive into those stylish electric telegrams while we're still young. What do we got, Dan? Okay, well, Neil Ewing was on to us about TG Cahar showing games. Why don't they do it? And I believe you were actually, uh, you did a bit of mailbag-related work this week, Johnny. Uh, a little bit of mailbag-related work. Um, yeah, because I was smarting from your comments last week. I don't think, my for my correspondence with the powers that be... FBI sources? The implication, the source said, the implication would be that uh, TG Cahar would have issues with scheduling um bizarrely on the basis of how much other sport it has much of mm. it like two bob gaily game stuff let's be honest and i love tg car the one thing i don't like is why it doesn't show league of ireland apparently there would be an issue with a scheduling and b uh, money now well, yeah. i i don't i i can't really make sense of that because I, as i say they obviously show games and also like virgin have shown that you can do it relatively on the cheap quite well yeah. So I, 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 that was what I heard. Yeah, I suppose the thing is, I mean, Virgin are doing, what, five, six games this year. I guess, like, if someone wants to commit to it, like, in fairness to TG Carr, they've committed to the, the Women's Premier Division. Yeah, exa- so, like, exactly. So, like, do, you know, do you want to sort of an a la carte or sort of a random thing? Just do one game. Like, if you want them to do one, you want them to do ten. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, or, or six or ten. And um, I actually think with Virgin being added to the mix this year, it's probably a good thing. I mean, the European stuff is going to be interesting now. We did have a question from Oriel Express. With the major shake-up currently underway at RTE, do you potentially see this as having a positive knock-on effect for Irish football coverage and future TV rights? I mean, it's sort of a related point. Um, I don't see how it could have a neither a positive or a negative one. Um, what it does expose is that every time RTE don't show a game for some reason now, they're just going to... Like, this is the extent to everything in life. Like, this is where RTE are at, you know. Um, you know, if they don't show... Um, you know, like, they, well, they've probably seen it, but the, the, mad, the maddest... I'm not a particular, like, GA fan, as you know, but I did... I was one of those people who sat down to watch or wanted to flick over to watch the, the quarterfinals. That <laughs> was mad. Saturday, and it was Absolutely on GA mad, Go. Mad. And you're charging money. It's just unsustainable. with everything. 24 quid to watch. It's unsustainable, with, which... which what has happened there? Mm. Um, like for example, I know that if Shamrock Rovers get through um, against Breidablik, uh, our mates, I mean the away leg is not going to be on RT as far as I know. Sorry, that's that's already decided. That's next week, barring a change. And if they're playing Copenhagen, that won't be on either um, on RT because um, the Women's World Cup. Now the Women's World Cup is on. The games are in the morning. I'm guessing they're probably doing some kind of show in the evening. Or is it a resources thing? Like, is it the issue where all the all the people are committed to that? And you say so, you're flip flopping on the issue, Dan. You having that? Well, I like I that. that. I like what I did, did there. there. Um, yeah. But I, I think that, so, I mean, there's a short-term issue, but the problem is that if RT are seen to not be showing stuff, be like, well, you can, but you're still paying Tuberty. You know, mm. Kevin Backhurst was on the radio there, I was listening to him on the way out, you're still paying Tuberty, you're still, you're still paying whoever, you know, some of your influencers in RTE are, um, you know, collecting handsome, that little, <laughs> it's good to see that little known startup festival, Cheltenham, get a bit of promotion on social media. Player clearly wanted to get to a new market, of course, but a very important influencing. Yeah. Should be doing some of that, really. Yeah. What would you do? What I would mean, your fee be to, to promote... Uh, something small like Glastonbury you know I think maybe we should like you should probably might get a free ticket you might get a free ticket at best yeah. like um, Nifty I probably don't need Glastonbury at the moment I've been to a lot of stuff at the moment but uh, a Nifty at best Dan yeah. I don't have the influence are you available power. can you put your, your, your freelance yeah you don't drive real. so you can't bring a car to the car park to do a sort of an ad for it I'm working for RT and Tala tomorrow night by the way oh, yeah. I'd put it out there what's your fee um, my fee is 
absolutely grand for for in fairness it's grand it's market rate gdpr give or take yeah it's like some GDPR. of those earners you don't want this today um, can you understand that anyway let's move on well i was um, thinking of going to one of the away games seeing if i don't think many journalists will be going but it's just i don't know the flights are mad expensive to anywhere yeah so. oh, no no well that's true anyway. and, and and the climate um yeah well that ship has sailed yeah um yeah, uh, Jonathan Rogers, simple question for you this week, lads. Just how far do you think Sam Curtis can go? He's throwing out consistent eight, nine, tens every week. In I was at the watch. game the other night, and what struck me, I haven't seen that much Pats, what struck me was that they played Brockbank right back, right back, even though clearly Curtis, you'd think he'd be right back, Brockbank would be centre back. He's a centre back. But Curtis is now so good that they also switched to three at the back when the Canadian... Uh, David lad, Norman. Norman came on. Now, I think John Daly was sick the other night, but they he he just thinks Curtis is the, the business. Now, I, I don't know if Curtis was, were, were anyway culpable for the goal. It was obviously Keating goal. I, I'd have to look at it back. Um, but Curtis is just... I think he's going to get a good move. I, I've been asking people this because I think... He- in my, I mean, we have an eye of just like, you know, media who watch the game, you know, there's, there's very different to the eye of the, the professional people in football who assess this stuff. And like, to my eye, like he's got a great chance and he looks to, I think he's one that you would imagine will adapt to any situation. What's been put to me by some people is that they do have a slight question mark over his physical capabilities at the very highest level. And that would be the only slight concern. And I suppose like, is he a right back at that level or is he a centre half? As a centre half, would he possibly be deemed a little bit on the slight side in the context? He's 17. On the, yeah, exactly. Mm. So like he could hit into a different regime and, and sort of take off in mm. that regard. But I suppose some people also look at players who are, you know, bigger at a younger age and maybe haven't got a higher ceiling that they develop, whereas others like have a massive yeah. sort of growth spurt or, you know, they, they strengthen as they hit a certain age. That's fair. So, that, so that's that's the question. 17-year-old to be, to be playing centre-back for Pats, even at this stage, is quite uh, unusual, who's not massive, who's not that big. If, if He'll have a terrific if, career. If, if you want to put Curtis Holden midfields and he doesn't get massive, he's going to be a very, very good player wherever you put him. Like, he's a very, very good player. a bit football. of a fetish thing for putting defenders if, if, but in But if he's not six foot two... A weird, he, a weird fetish. Um, but he's, he's very very athletic he's not like he's not necessarily great past the ball but he reads the game really really well he wins he wins physical battles as well like that against players that are strong boys like you know and you could see that the other night against Tunde like there was no problem whatsoever managing a strong player I, no, I, I, know, I, I rate him really highly uh, so do I before. but I just think like you, you're every, probably right everyone who talks about the UK there's another level of physicality yeah, 100%, there. and that's, that's the only the only slight question mark and, and I said that's People have put that to me, who sort of worked around him, and that's just a view. But I mean, I, I personally, you know, I think he's got a great chance. Yeah. Um, Kevin Mullen, how likely are we to see professional referees in the coming years? I'd say it's down the list of things that can happen. Um, but I mean, there's an argument for it. Um, Colin Scott Byrne was asking us, are many English clubs looking at James McManus, such a good player? That's Declan Devine spoke about this recently that Bowes have had some interest from, from clubs. Peace in the, the Independent today as well. Um, yeah, they, they look like they've got <laughs> a nice few quid for him down the line. He's still, I mean, I don't know how he played Friday night, but um, I've very seen very little of him. Yeah, I'm still James Clark. We, we've got Gary Cronin, so we can yeah. deal with that then. Um, Anwar was on Anwar Guda PCA statement versus Labour's future football meeting discussed so Labour have this motion in the doll on Wednesday the PCA now I, I've been on holidays for the last week so um, this is my excuse for not being on top of things John like, Green had a piece in the Sunday Independent like, yesterday in your sister paper that was like, quite yeah like, you, you need a holiday Dan yeah but like, you know, it's, it's a great excuse I mean obviously if I was working I would be on top of all these transfer mm. questions we've got I mean obviously I would have them otherwise it's a great defence mechanism I'm on holiday but on Why this are you one, on holiday like uh, could you switch off I, I did switch off well it was yeah. like stuff going on with Rory Higgins and Barnsley and yeah. all that and you're like I'm just going to have to sit it out and see what happens there yeah. rather than get involved it's just like you have to switch off which is what Barnsley did yeah but uh, PCA statement for so PCA have put out this statement which I thought was quite almost obtuse in a way it was like um, always well, makes me think of Shawshank Redemption we, there, Dan. we are sore you know we are we want cross party collaboration it's a bit vague but it's obviously there's obviously a view that will our it's reading between the lines that is there a little bit of a labour solo run here or to what yeah. extent is this collaborative and I mean it wouldn't be the first time our podcast made somebody's career like you know and maybe Aeon is going to become like a T-shirt I think that. he was well known before it well, I but, um, but anyway I, I, I look I want to figure this out I am going into the doll on Wednesday just to see what the, the vibe is I still welcome the idea that it's been discussed I, I'm not sure if like you know there's a 
people expect firm policy decisions to be formed on the basis of Wednesday. I'm not suggesting that they are. I would kind of laugh. But if like, you well, what is the, like the PCA? Michael Ring and Derek Leary and just said, have we heard of what you said about us in the podcast? Oh, yeah. well, I yeah. hope they do. Derek yeah. Leary's not the worst. Tell me. Telling you he's Derek Leary, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's one of yours, yeah. Um, what that Keith means. Murphy, uh, Fianna Fáil. With a few new updates on the daily redevelopment this week, which will happen first, the daily Mount redevelopment or the end of the world? Looking at you, Johnny. Now, I actually have made a decision that I'm going to try and slag you less about uh, uh, your climate change. I was there was a very thought provoking thread on Twitter last week, a journalist in the UK, Katie Wyatt, on about the just stop oil people. And like how they're being viewed as like, oh, here's the loony lefties throwing stuff. But they're actually probably making a quite important point. Um, that's all I'll say, you know. My I, I don't agree with your like doom. Uh, you can't, you know, that, uh, that's a bit strong. But I mean, we look, have to look, take it look, look at India, New York, uh, the north of Spain and Sheffield I know. alone over the last couple of oh, days. Oh, I see them all because... 35 degrees in South Africa in winter. I see them all on our Nothing Twitter account because of what you're looking at. Jason so, Knight um, has committed has just completed a two million move to Bristol City, fresh from Meet Me at the Carlisle Grounds. There we go. Are the two related? Um, probably not, but he was a bit startled uh, by the fact that... Um, I went back to him and asked him, are you actually Jason? Like, uh, like you, you literally just checked my ticket there. Anyway, he's gotten a two million move. Fair, I haven't. Fair, fair play to him. Um, we had a question about uh, one of our tweets last week referring to a dramatic slump in a bonus Oh, yeah, form. but Jesus. Like, You're a bit expert. I mean, that, yeah, yeah, it was I'm washing my hands of that. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was me. In fairness, like one win in nine. Um, I, I, I fancy Dundalk to get a result at Bowes, which looked likely to be the case, but it, it, it was probably probably not the, the best wording in the world, but like honestly, I, I, I've enough to be dealing with, climate change included. Yes, we didn't answer Keith's question. I think daily redevelopment will happen before the world ends. A few comments about Damien Duff. Ooh, that, that's an... Yeah, Damien, sorry. Yeah, so I Damien Duff, there's a Damien Duff video after the um, UCD game on Friday, but I do think one or two sentences were taken slightly out of context about screenshots being sent his way. I think that was a reference to other deals at other clubs and people were implying, oh, it's, he's getting screenshots about deals at his own club. I don't think that was the case. Um, and again, people are probably leaping onto the whole stuff and going, well, is stuff being forced on him? He did talk about stuff being left people upstairs, though, which was a slightly odd sentence. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't think Hull are going to like impose a load of lads like there's a guy who joined who's blatantly going to be the second choice goalkeeper who'd been released by Hull which is like through the relations and then they've signed a midfielder on loan well we, um, we had a chat about this as well Jack Moylan's strongly linked with clubs in Britain right does this necessarily mean he's going to Hull it probably well, doesn't well, it, so well, how does this work well you'd imagine that Hull would probably have a degree of first refusal or to right. be aware but I mean like maybe he's going to a different level who I knows know. who knows I um, know. but we, like, we did get a, a, a message as well to that. Oh, no, people are like how long will he hang around again we're now predicting Damien Duff walking I mean someone will yeah. be right eventually people uh, Jim McCarthy messaged us in um he he was on about the Kerry treaty game and the amount of players that dropped to the ground so we'll get to that again because i did find it, it jim was implying that there was an awful lot of kind of time wasting going on he's a Kerry fc fan and um yeah we, we'll get to that again because I, I i i'm gonna we'll obviously up the the, the uh, first division stakes at some point but it's been a bit of a miss bit of a shit season really if you're neutral well, in the first well uh, yeah the playoff race will will eventually like it's for those clubs involved mm. it'll get exciting at the end of the season although the assumption is that Waterford are going to do a number on everyone in those playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I certainly Cove, wouldn't. Cove, Cove are tricky. Um, wouldn't be jumping to that conclusion. Did Johnny enjoy his point of cream in the Lion after the game on Friday? Um, That's very poor, unnecessary change of formation that allowed Cork back into the game. We I, move on, though. There haven't been many negative things in Kit Daly's reign so far. I, I, could be, I could be wrong on this because I, in, in a bizarre move, I ordered a pint both at the bar and in the lounge, and one seemed better than the latter, but um, it wasn't my best line experience, to be honest. So a good few Pat fans knocking around. Um, John Daly then came in, actually, with... Um, Joe Redmond and possibly one other player, but certainly those two to do. So I think they had to do some sort of draw. Um, but John Daly Scarper pretty quick. He was like absolutely sick after that game because I don't know how Pats didn't win that game. It was it was like real head and hand stuff. Yeah, no, and there was a few references to that. What are your thoughts on Ryan Graydon moving to Fleetwood? I have a feeling we called a while back that Graydon was an option that could go in the summer, um, just purely on the basis of direct pacey winger. Well, yeah, and also like he's. He's with an agency that is very keen to move their players on. So, 
I mean, that one... Uh, Kudos to Rory Higgins there. To, yeah, to buy a player from Longford who wasn't on a load of people's radar and now get to move to the UK and they'll make a profit on it. Yeah, a lot of questions about... Okay, so Justin Farzai leaving the Rovers. The UK, was, I know Justin Farzai had a comment about um, his dad and stuff on social media. It's yes. obviously... A bit, we'll maybe come back to that one. A lot of Danny Grant comments. Yes. A lot of Danny Grant comments. Got to get gas on I'm, that. I'm playing the perfect... Well, I'm off and... I've been off on holiday story. Um, but... Um, certainly the word on the street and it's all over social media anyway so you can't even pass it off as insider information but I did hear that sort of Pats had come in with a substantial offer that it was put them way ahead of Bowes now Pats have Was this the same street that the Icelanders were like Yeah it was the same street it was actually one of the Icelanders tell me Um, I wasn't talking to him that was Connor Um, but the point being that Pats have an interesting sort of wage structure in a way that they have a couple of players there and very good money and I think if a special occasion player comes up they'll splash the cash but like over the winter for example like Adam O'Reilly they weren't going to necessarily budge Mm. and pay but if someone comes along that they maybe deem worthy they'll make a real play for him they did it with Mulraney when he was about to join Derry City and one per now pats away tickets in Luxembourg more demand than the audience with the Pope massive crowd going the Pope does get still get good crowds yeah you I Mm. mean They've held up well. You, Did the Vatican happened. City have European representatives, actually? They don't, no. no. I'm don't. sure, yeah, I mean... UK would like to hear our thoughts on the mascot race. Did you see this thing in Nace? Now, I'm, I don't want to slag it off because, uh, you know, it could be very strong charity reasons for for this. But, like, I mean, St. Francis were it. Kildare <laughs> County. Like, all it needed was, like, this free bo- freebooters, Turles Town, you know, Workmen's. Like, like it was, I'm not sure if any of the clubs still exist. Sligo Rovers won it. Uh, a couple of comments about at least Sligo have won something this year. Sligo Rovers won something this year. But, uh, I mean, Benny the Bull and all these, like, there was just clubs. I mean, I don't know if Dublin City had a representative sporting Fingal. Um... EM, EMFA or whatever the Kilkenny Did one I was. see a book lately that was advertised on clubs that don't exist anymore? Forgotten clubs. I, yeah, I had a bit that of That was social, in one of the Irish papers. I had a bit of social interaction with uh, the guy who ran that account because they were mates with the uh, Irish CFC. Yeah, because like it's sporting thing like, like, vessels. Let's be honest, great nobody really cares about was was on the cover of the book, I think. Um, anyway. Food for thought. Food yeah. for thought. Um, no need for Mead FC. We have draw the United. I mean, that's not going to get into the draw the Mead loud thing. Bloody hell. Um... European team's not in good form going into this week. Could we see poor results? We'll talk about that with the lads. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're really in, in bad form. And our final question, because um, we had a, lot of, a couple of other Pat's questions, and um, but I want to get this up now. This was a very good question about who would win in a five-a-side competition. I want to get the name of who sent this to us. Um, Mikey, uh, mailbag question. Who would win a five-a-side game between the Premier Division and First Division managers taking all managers at their peak? Surely has to be the Premier Division with Duff, Bradley, O'Donnell. First division team isn't too bad either. With Caulfield, Rogie. Billy Dennehy, um, Rogie. Uh Dave Rogers, yeah, he's got a goal great, against Hodges, I believe. Yeah, oh. Shane Keegan, not a player. Nah, Athlone don't even know who their manager is. Uh, have they had changed yeah. one since we've gone on air? Possibly. Um, they have a Stephen Henderson would do goals. Yeah, Ian Ryan would be in defence. Yeah. Um, um, I feel I like they would the str- they'd struggle against Duff, Bradley I mean Bradley five aside by all accounts sensational Higgins keep the ball Duff, Declan Devine you got a keeper so you're, you're laughing there Duff, O'Donnell John Daly up top um, Say so it'd be a bit tempestuous Yeah I think the Premier team would win Who'd, who, who'd win. end up boxing a player at first? Which team? Can assistance play? <laughs> 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 Actually, anyway, right. let's move on. Uh, the quiz business. We, we have um, we have guests upcoming. I know we have a little bit of Stevie O'Donnell to, to hear as well too. But last week's question was to name the mayor man who's won three Premier Division titles. That isn't John Mountney. Simon Webb was the answer, and the winner is. I actually I thought that was a good question, and uh, thank you. I I um. I, I would point out as well that uh, Mayo have had some very good footballers. I'm just trying to pick the winner here, which I have. Ha- since pick? The, I actually, sorry, we, 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 we have a winner. Um, I have the name Stokes here. Kennedy Crowley are coming in. It's like the lottery. Uh, where are we? You sent me there. Do you know where uh, anything I, is today? Did I send it to the, okay. You had a couple, Apologies of, drinks. To you the had a couple of drinks last we night. Have the, the, we have, we um, have, uh, <laughs> John is going to be I, lost I, it. I, I, did I send this to the WhatsApp group? <laughs> I thought I did. Owen uh, Curran. Okay, I found this. Owen Curran. Um, Do you know where you are? Reminds me of Shane Curran, uh, who would have been a League of Ireland legend back not, in the day. No, as no well. relation, as far as we uh, know. He'd have been a good five side player. Yes. Uh, uh, Owen uh, Curran is the winner of the uh, tour. What have we got this week? Ma- 
and also the mailbag winner because I, I, I was only doing my homework last week and all our mailbag winners if you're collar and cuff voucher we were sending them out to people mm. uh, I think we'll give it to Mikey for that five aside question good thought it was it. And, uh, this week's question then is going to be it's quite simple St. Pat's are playing Doodleland or, or Diddy Lang I'm not sure where to I think it might be Diddling Diddy yeah. Lang as in KD Lang my Diddy Lang yeah um, it's a simple question. We're going to get loads of right answers for this one. It's like an RTE late late show quiz. It's all about all about the right answers. Uh, did you see that clip going around about Sinead O'Connor? O'Connor. It's I mean, I was a little. We're I was obsessed with this topic. I, 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 yeah, I was slightly hung over this morning. It was more like the missus gets oh, up. We at can seven. tell that the miss. I didn't even have that much to drink, but like the missus gets up at seven. I just can't fucking get back to sleep. I cannot get back to sleep, even though I don't need to get up till about eleven. Can't get back to sleep. Busy day for you up at eleven. <laughs> and there you are, like slightly hung over at half eight in the morning, looking at Sinead O'Connor and Tuberly Cliff. Yeah. But anyway, who scored the winning goal the last time an Irish team played in Luxembourg? An Irish club team played in, in Luxembourg. Um, it's a it was a, a single goal win over there. Um, so that should be a straightforward. Uh, the, the Irish club's got expensive places to go to as well. I mean Luxembourg, the Faroes. Um, Luxembourg is really dull as well. I will say that yeah. to the Pats fans are going. Luxembourg is really dull. Yeah. Um, although they might make their own life um, there. Faroes, yeah, quirky place to go. Who am I missing out on? Gibraltar. Gibraltar. Yeah, Gibraltar is just like Morecambe in the sun. Doesn't you exist, know? like. Um, but but there we go. Give it back to the Spanish. And yeah, uh, Robert nice Obviously, well, I mean, you get the job done. Dundalk people would have views on partition territory and whatnot. Uh, be topical. And speaking of, uh, before we go to our guests, Kilduff, uh, Kieran Kilduff, and Gary Cronin, twelfth of July and Wednesday. Yes, it is. Yeah, the race in Dundalk. I see. Mm. I wonder what that is. And uh, we will hear some words you got from Steve O'Donnell about their trip to Gibraltar. Did not presu- ask him about presumably, the he did not discuss it. Uh, some of the topics we've previously raised are the Malvinas. Yeah, it's a game we're really looking forward to. Um, obviously, it's 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 quite hard to get sort of footage of the Magpies in relation to their seasons over. We've only sort of got notice of one preseason game they've played. They played Preston last Wednesday in a preseason friendly for Preston, obviously in um, in Spain. So they looked like a good out, good, um, well organised outfit. Uh, and definitely a threat in the Preston game anyway for sure on the counter attack it was nil nil at half time and then both teams made a little lot of changes um, at half time but going to be tough opposition um, game we're looking forward to like we worked hard all last season to get into Europe so we're here now so we're going to enjoy it um, a lot of players first taste of Europe so really good experience for a lot of our young players which the majority are of getting a taste of playing European football. Um, so this time of year is very exciting for, for everyone. Um, we're going into a, a busy period with the cup mixed in between us, but Magpies are a good team, well organised, and as I said, definitely carry a threat going forward. So we need to be to be our best, best to have a chance of progressing. So as I said, we're coming off the, good, off the back of good domestic run winning four of our last six. So it's a game we're looking forward to. We're also well aware of the challenge and hopefully we can we can overcome it. So we're going to have a good training week, fly out to, to Gibraltar on uh, Tuesday and then have really good preparation and, and really knuckle down. We've done our due diligence as much as we can on the individuals. Yeah, so it's time now for uh, our two guests, Karen Kilduff, um, possibly the first manager of a National League women's team that we've had on, got the loan job lately, and Gary Cronin. Um, probably wouldn't have asked John if things had stayed as the Racing Post tips were suggested they would in the game on Friday night, namely Dundalk winning. Mm-hmm. Um, my two tips were Dundalk, draw no bet, and a double of shells and pats, which I remember texting Dan 20 minutes ago, look at this genius in the Racing Post. What happened? So I'm only sitting here because John Apalabi scored. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Gary Cronin, great. welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cheers lads. Um, Great comeback, to be fair. Like, you know, we were at a really, really good second half, I felt. And, um, yeah, we just wanted to get ourselves back into the game. And um, we made a couple of substitutions that really impact the game. And, yeah, went on and won the game 3-2. Like, by hook or by crook, we needed to win that game. Um, I know, obviously, Dundalk would have wanted to win as well before he went off to Europe. But from, from our own results point of view, we were in a bit of a dip from a results point of view with some good performances in that run. But, uh, we needed to drag ourselves out with a home win and uh, yeah, an entertaining game for the neutral, I'd imagine, for the fans in, in, in general. I'm just thinking we've got Kieran Kilduff here who's 
had a reputation for like making a big impact off the bench at when he was particularly at Dundalk. I'm sure it's a bit of a you love that reputation, but you hate it in some ways too because you're not starting. But um, James Clark has done a bit of this now for for Bose. He's become a bit of a like super sub reputation, yeah. and then people are like, well, why is you know why doesn't he start? But he's clearly got something about him as a midfielder that he can really come in and impact these games in a short space of time. Yeah, he's a. He's a powerful boy and he runs with the ball really, really well. Um, but yeah, it just the pattern has gone that way th- this season for James where the, I think games in League of World start differently. A lot of it is a cagey affair, particularly in the first half. Um, but, you know, particularly when we're pushing for a goal, he's uh, he's perfect for us. He comes on and makes such an impact. He came on against Rovers, got a, had a great chance um, just before he actually scored. But he arrives in the box at, at a... You know, great timing and so on. Um, same against Sligo. I and mean, we started that game against Sligo, scored a really good goal against Sligo, the first goal. But at this moment in time, his his biggest impact has been off the bench. Yeah, I know people are asking the questions of why isn't why isn't James starting more games or getting a run of games? But there's a huge competition for places in in in, in that position. And um, you know, we we had a would have had a chat recently about roles and responsibilities of players. And you know, at this moment in time, if that if that's James's role, um, as you say. You remember a lot of Kieran Kilduff's uh, impacts off the bench. Did he ever start a game, actually? Did you ever start a game? <laughs> no, me? Yeah. Ever? No. Yeah, no. Yeah. Come on in Belgrade as well, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. Changed that game as well. Changed the game. <laughs> Changed my life. That's what people remember, you know. Hello. They remember those those moments. Yeah, but I mean, it was it... Someone came on there in the in a, in a World Cup final and scored a winner or something. I can't even remember. Like, but like, I mean, the game's there to be won. I mean, yeah. you know, like you're kind of guts in the Germany. That was, was it? it. Yeah, well, yeah, even yeah, even Colo Moani yeah, for France and the, the final just gone. Like he was on for ten minutes and he, well, extra time then happened. But like mm. he's involved in two of the most like that big save at the end that he should have scored. He mm. could have could have won the World Cup. You well, know, he he made you're a made vague horse as well. Did yeah. he come on the World Cup and do? Teams yeah, he against, came on and got two against against Argentina. Argentina. There yeah. we go. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I, I suppose like I used to always go with a mindset. I wanted to be. I, listen, I'd rather have started and stayed on the pitch. But I like to be on the pitch when the game's there to be won at the end. Do you know what I mean? When the at the end of the match and some uh, maybe it was just something. I remember Stephen Kenny actually said it to me once. Some people start the games and some people finish games. They mm. will be finishing the games. And I'm like, if I'm on the pitch when the game's there to be won, that was just my mind. You're, you're getting into management now. Um, what 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 does what's the best way of keeping a soul motivated? Yeah, well, that's literally probably one of the things that I'm trying to improve on in the sense that I know what it was like, but I always was ready to come on and I always felt I could have an impact and other players probably at other times were frustrated so much that they didn't really, really well, if I'm not starting, that's me, you know, I'm checking out for the night. Do you know what I mean? Whereas um, I think the 11 that usually start are usually okay. Do you know what I mean? You don't really have to man- manage them. It's the ones that are probably sitting, scratching their head going you know, whispering on the bench and then you're asking them to go on, you could, the game changes like that. So mm. I suppose I, I laid that out with honesty early. I said, listen, if you're starting and you're on the pitch, make sure you're running. But I mean, after that, you know, anyone on the bench, you'd need to take off where they're leaving off. Speaking of honesty, right, guys, I'm going to ask you this honest answer. Now, we saw when um, Kildoff was linked with the Athlone men's job yeah. um, and I, I spoke to both him and I spoke to Cara Shepherd about at the time and the, the response was you, you, you got to start you have to look at every option because there aren't that many options in the league this could be a potential start he does get the Athlone job it's the Athlone women's job right which I thought was an interesting move what did you make of it when you heard of the Kieran Kildoff taking that job yeah. as, a, as a means to get yeah. that, on that pathway into yeah I, listen when I, when I saw I, I, I knew in the off season, that that that, that Kieran had options to uh, to manage in the in the in the men's force division. So, you know, initially I was going, you know, if you were if you had that option, and the I mean, I'm sure, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I'm sure the women's uh, game needs as much time and, and effort as, as 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 the men's game. So, I was looking at going. I just thought it was a brilliant appointment because I just think you need so many people with experience, and and he has that as a, a as a player, you know. And obviously, he's done a lot of work in in, in Minute University as a, as a coach. I think you've been working with Shane Hart as well, and had a good run of the FEI Cup last year, and exposed yeah. to uh, to a lot of that. But um, look, I just think it was, it was a massive positive for the for the women's national league to have somebody with Kieran's experience. I'm now thinking uh, Donna Reardon, Alan Murphy, and um, Collie O'Neill, um, yeah. Kieran Gillough. Yeah, no, okay. Uh, okay, yeah. No, look at I'm 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 coming from a point of view. I'm not taking the women's job to get into the men's game. I'm you're, taking a, you're taking the women's job. Yeah, yeah, but not 
as a oh well I wanted to take a job I took the women's job because I researched and I've been involved working with some of the top women in Minute University who Aaron McLaughlin for example was made, played against uh, Zambia I was at the game um, and I was just really really enjoyed working with them and then I began following the league like you do anything and you know if I was managing Rovers men's team I'd be giving as much effort as I would be giving that long um, women's team because I'm now just committing to it it was something I, I spoke with the club something I wanted to do truth be told I reached out to them um, initially I was the one who said no I, I, I want to know more about that and the more I learned the more I wanted it and I knew the group that was there and um, yeah look I'm really excited and the first two weeks have gone great so far we, we won up in Linfield 2-1 and Long may it continue. You already played off in Linfield. That's mad. Yeah, look, I remember you said it to us. I think the last time, or I don't know, it was maybe a match of the game earlier in the season that you'd like. You've been watching a lot of games as well. Yeah. Like you, you sort of had this in your mind as something a route you were thinking of going. Absolutely. I mean, I met you. It was actually uh, we were at Talca and, yeah. and we were watching Rovers. And I go to a men's match on a Friday night, and I go to a women's match on a Saturday. And that's what I've been doing probably for the last year. I've just been educating myself on both leagues and you know keeping my finger on the pulse a little bit. So. um Listen, I'm not saying I never want to work in a men's game, but for now I'm quite happy with my decision and I'm very happy to be part of that league. What's the commitment like from players at that level? Like how many days do you train or what? what's the sort of arrangements yeah, well, like? It'd be, it'd be probably quite similar to maybe a first division men's yeah. setup. You know what I mean? We'd probably train minimum probably two, three nights a week and then your match on the weekend and then you'll do a recovery session when you can. Now, I'm only getting my teeth into it. Obviously, I'll be trying to drag the professionalism up a notch I, I've no idea really well I do know what was going on before me but what everyone else is doing in the country um, but no it'll be fairly full on I mean these girls a lot of, they all want to go to England they're all getting agents there's a World Cup coming up they're all they're all getting agents they're all getting agents now they're all getting snapped up around the country and why not I mean you know I was even though I found myself watching a lot of the women's English matches of Chelsea Arsenal Katie McCabe you know what I mean I was, I was getting I bought into it <laughs> do you know what I mean I was getting sucked into it and now the I'm, standard at that level like it's it, astronomical it's very very good unbelievable look, I, even just working with some of the players that I can mention like for example Aaron McLaughlin who would have been in Vera Powell's home base squad I mean I just can't get over how technically gifted she is do you know what I mean she just about missed out on the final squad but like players like that I've, they've, they're, they're exceptional Exceptional well, athletes. We're here to talk about the men's primarily, guys. But just on that, like mm. the there's so much upside in the League of Ireland. When you even see the the Bows women's team, the, the the kind of crowds that they attract and stuff like, and the fact that the League of Ireland is becoming more of a it's a proper club now. Like mm. you've 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 underage of the the works. Yeah, I know, and and, and it, that's that's positive. And we were looking this season. They had um, Shamrock Rovers and, and Bohemians women's derby for the first time this season, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, we often we've sometimes come across our women's team training on the weekends and so on and the commitment is huge and myself and Kieran were just talking outside before we came in in relation to you know it's not like it's 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 half your your thoughts are consumed all the time by football that's our job mm. as coaches and it's the same at the women's national league level as is the men's it doesn't matter if you're if you're managing a, a Leicester senior league side a, 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 a men's league of Ireland side or a women's national league side you know, Karen's in the shower there still thinking of set plays and still how to defend, how to attack. And, you know, no matter what you're, you're constantly thinking, thinking about it. So, yeah, in, in, in Bowes, East T. Shamrock Rovers obviously formed their, their side um, uh, last season mm-hmm. as well. And, uh, yeah, I think every club is sort of look, looking at every avenue in relation to, to football now. You know, women's, underage, men's, and trying to, you know... Even disability football. Yeah, I did say to Dan well. on. Yeah, I, I did say to Dan like I could actually fancy you as a coach in a women's team down the line. And he's like, maybe my daughter. It'll be uh, yeah, maybe. I said it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and Dan, Dan, yeah. you weren't ruling out like. <laughs> well, I just said, well, well, oh, well, hang on, Johnny. I was just saying that a lot. I think you'd be a good coach. How, thank you, Johnny. Inspiring uh, means a lot. I'd say that a lot of parents naturally get involved in coaching mm. through their kids, but then they can also become a nightmare. Now, <laughs> like for example, our producer, producer Derek, is here in the earshot. I believe he's the talking point on he's the sideline for his antics yeah. uh, all around me and the wider areas. But um, just Gary, to let's move on a small bit. Like it's a it's a sort of a strange time of the year for Bows now because you have these games in hand. Like you're in a race for Europe, I guess, with teams who, with the exception of Shells, I guess, who you play on Friday. Everyone's off on European football mm. um, now, so. I don't know, like, do you see it as an opportunity to sort of, to make hay over the next month? You know, you've a, a quite a structured schedule, whereas you know some of these other teams are coming into probably, okay, I know that they don't play, you know, the, the way the fixtures have been structured, but yeah. the cup weekend can be tricky, and then if teams go further, it can get tricky. Like, 
it is a bit of an opportunity maybe or how do you look at I, it look we, we, yes we look at it as an opportunity now to get back like we we have our two games in hand or you know just the, the top four teams play their uh, fixtures earlier due to their yeah. run in Europe you know every team wants to be in their position you want to be in Europe you want to you know success play in Europe you know obviously to, uh, generate money for the football club and so on and the league we wanted the clubs to do well in Europe that's great but from our, where our position is at the moment we're not in Europe and that's just the way it is so we got to take the, the the full benefit benefit of that, and that you know if that means obviously, you know in the month of July where we have league games and they don't, yeah, we have to sort of claw, claw those points back as best we can. I so. I, I do find this interesting. Sir. You say you want the other teams to do well in Europe. Did you? Hear? I sort of breezed through that. So yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's yeah, pretty much yeah. what you said, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm just thinking for Bowes, right? <sighs> okay, Shamrock Rovers going on a good run in Europe might bring fixture congestion. It's going to bring a lot of money to Shamrock Rovers. Not necessarily good for Bowes. Be honest, Gary. We're, we're, we're well aware of that, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of competition, obviously, in the transfer market. Hey, we're so over on, here, you know? political answers. Yeah, like. yeah, well aware of that part of it. Look, no, just listen, from a, a League of Ireland standpoint, and, you know, obviously we want to... You know the characters involved as well, right? So say, like, Kieran Kilduff scoring in Alkmaar, I got a massive kick out of that, right? Mm. So I imagine part of you is that as well. It's like, yeah. I know that character. He's, he's doing Ireland proud, like, yeah. he actually scored a goal, Kieran Kilduff got two goals in the group. That, that's yeah, we saw those, yeah, yeah. We saw those. Do you know what I mean, though? But, but, but that's the thing, whatever scenarios turn out to be, you have to take the full benefit from it. And if that's the... If the team's doing well in Europe means there's more recognition then for League of Ireland, or we might be able to attract more players from Europe into the league. Yeah, grand. Well, then our job now is to start competing with that and start earning the right to play in European games ourselves. Um, the flip side of it, yeah, let's say... You've not it, been involved in the game in Europe. I'm just, as a coach. No, no. So that'd be a new no. thing for you to be, like, a, a, very exciting if it happens. Yeah. I'd be, listen, be brilliant, isn't that? That's why we're in the game, to try and be as successful as we can. And, you know, as a, as a management group and as a club, that's where Bowes want to be. So we're gonna obviously try to do everything we can within our within our resources to try and get there. So I think I think it's the thing where people are like you know happy enough for them to do well, but just just not too well. You <laughs> yeah, know, like yeah. that's that's yeah. Look, but there is actually a weird thing though with the like people going with the, the coefficient and uh, and all of that, which in a way in some ways is meaningless because a club's individual ranking mm. determines their seeding rather than the league. But actually, that's there's a little bit of a change now because the, if the league can get into the top thirty two in Europe, um. At a particular point, is at the end of the season. It might be the end of the season. The Ireland is thereabouts. Yeah, thirty three, I think, on yeah. the projection. Um, then the team who comes second in the league, or will it be our cup winners? That's maybe to be decided. Will suddenly go into the Europa League qualifiers, not the Europa Conference League, and they'll get a they'll they'll have that parachute that if they lose one, they go into the other. Because there you have this mad thing at the moment that for Rovers. Um, they know if they lose against Brighton, but they still have another chance, whereas everyone else is one and done. That's it. If you lose, you're, you're out. But because our results have been quite good in the last couple of years, we're getting to the stage where maybe a second team will get a second chance. So there is actually a little bit of a thing for the teams in contention for Europe. Well, you, maybe it's not a bad thing if the clubs do okay this year, it might lift our, lift our standings a bit. So you could be the team that benefits from that in the years to come. That's a slight thing. But anyway. That's what I meant to say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you say it actually? Bows, bows, bows for a second, yeah. Um, with July was, as a player, like you must have, particularly the Dundalk years, but I guess like the Rovers times as well, you, you know, like you even see at the weekend, like Stephen Bradley said they didn't put out a week inside. And that's fine, but you're looking at the Rovers bench. They probably weren't going to risk anyone. If it was a cup final, I reckon they might have got a few lads out on Friday that, that didn't play and draw this. So you must know that that feeling in the dressing room, J July is coming around the corner. Oh, absolutely. Like even players who were injured that I'd speak to now, they'd be like, oh, I'm hopefully I'll be back for Europe. They're not worried about, you know, uh, Pats. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not worried about playing someone like that. They're literally going to try and get back for Europe. It's always been a thing where Europe holds that possibility of something. And I just think going back, like, for the league, it is good when they progress, and of course. everyone here is a supporter, obviously, of the league. So you know there was that all boats rise in a high tide kind of yeah. thing, and it's great for the league. We'll all go with it. But then on the flip side of it is when you're competitive against someone. Like I remember after I left Dundalk and I had my moments in the sun there, and I was off to literally the sun in Florida and played over there yeah. for a while. But I remember always being jealous of the lads because you knew oh, you get to play in an amazing stadium or training it the night before and then the draw it was always an exciting time and then obviously getting to a group stage I remember a few years afterwards uh, Dundalk qualified again and got Arsenal etc and you couldn't help because I still had that competitiveness in me where I wasn't just supporting the league I just wanted it to be me not 
Dave McMill and Pat Hoban, whoever was in, yeah. in my position now at that time, because I just knew how great that experience is. And, and look at Belgrade. Like, I mean, I, I, you can mention it on Dark Stuff, but if you think back to Belgrade, the role that you played and that collaring, you were at the game, Dammy. Yeah. 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 Was, you uh, could, yeah. Like, you, that, yeah. You, you're never going to forget that. Like, no, I, I actually have a good one on that. It was um, Michael O'Neill, obviously. I, I come on just into extra time. Um, and I remember there was like a huge partisan wall behind the goal and I remember a thought process in my head going right this is looking like it's going to penalties and you know you're a centre forward and Jim Jilton and Michael O'Neill are the manager so your hand's going up regardless if you want to hit it or not <laughs> do you know what I mean and uh, anyway and Stephen played a ball down the line and I went in and Carl Shepard and Steve O'Donnell were also substitutes to come on that night so I had the Amazing. shot the keeper saved it Shep won the panel and Stevie stuck in there. There was a lot of fake hands going out who wanted to hit that penalty that night. In fairness, it was like, oh, I don't mind hitting it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the funny thing about that was? I remember watching that game on my on my armchair, and I was like, Jesus Christ, the pressure of this! Like, it was oh. like the whole League of Ireland history was depending on it, and all of our um, futures. <laughs> financially. Yeah. Yeah. And we were all. I remember being on the pitch, and I was only twenty. Like, I'd, I'd only played for Kildare County and UCD before Shamrock Rovers, and this was now like next minute you're in Belgrade, and you know. There's this scene behind the goals and it's huge. And I do remember a thought going through my head going, if Stevie misses this, at least he's going to get the blame if it goes to a penalty <laughs> shooter and it's not going to be me. The honesty like, of yeah. the footballer. Yeah. 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 No, I don't admit that now. I just remember thinking, well, it's on Stevie now. Do you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and then you, then you go off and never doubt it, you son. Had him in a headlock. Gaz, know. would you have taken that penalty? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Would you? I'd never say no to taking a penalty. Seriously? Yeah, yeah I would have taken a penalty. Yeah, what? So it was I an amazing well. scene. It was an amazing yeah. scene. The stadium, and he got applauded off by the partisan, um, the, the hardcore. They went absolutely mad at their own team. And yeah. there was that real sense of, because I remember when, when Shamrock Rovers went over to, to that game, all the fans, I think the media as well, everyone who went into Belgrade was taken into a little office oh. and given a pep talk, a security briefing yeah. by the, the local security because there was the feeling that it would be that intense over there. Now, as it happens, there was, there was a handful of Rovers fans. They had really nothing to be afraid of. The partisan anger was all internal. It's funny, actually. I met a couple of them fans. I was out at the Shamrock Rovers women's match and a couple of the fans who said, oh, I was in Belgrade. It's, it, there was only about 40 odd of them, yeah, I think. But yeah. to this day, I was like, oh, I was there. Do you know? And I know it was, it was amazing. Actually, ironically enough, coming off the pitch that night, me and Carl Shepard still talk about it. We both gave our jerseys to two partisan fans. To, why? I don't know. It was just <laughs> one of those moments where you're lost in the emotion. <laughs> and like, I'd still love to have that jersey now. Yeah, that yeah. Look up on eBay there. <laughs> eBay <laughs> Serbia. Forward or over there. Do you, do you remember that? Cronin, yeah, 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 Gary, Gary, we just want to bring you back in for some honest comments there. Yeah. On, uh, on, do, like, that was a mad time, you think. Like a League of Ireland team getting... You, you take it a bit for granted now. The Rovers are almost expected to get to group stages of the Conference League. But around that time, it felt massive for the League of Ireland. I was thinking... Like rovers are going to just dominate now because they get all this money. It didn't happen at all. No, it was, no, it was no. a mad thing. Like, no. Well, well, look, I mean, listen. It's. I mean, they're at that stage now where they're expecting to go through. Now, I think obviously mm. we'd expect them to go through the first round. Hopefully, yeah. you would think they're yeah. they're fair. I think I wouldn't underestimate not overwhelming this yeah. crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, listen, I know they're going to be. I, th I think Steve O'Donnell is right. You mentioned his interview during the week. I don't think any Irish team has the right to say we're no. overwhelming favourites in Europe. Like you know, against anyone. Yeah. Um, but look, we just. Uh, I remember when, you know, I was coming to the end of my playing career and obviously Rovers start, um, start hitting the group stages and Dundalk went the group stages. I just think it's, 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 it's brilliant for our league and I said that already. And when we were playing in, in 2004, I was playing for Drogheda under Paul Doolan. We, you know, we were coming good. We were at the top end of the league, but Shells were competing in Europe. We sort of took advantage of that. Their run, your Deportivo Le Coruña was mm. the big one. I think they had a game against Lille as well. Yeah. yeah. That was in Lansdowne Road. Who scored the two um, goals? Um, um, red haired striker likes uh, the best, likes the horses, likes the horses, loves the horses. Oh no, it's lost to me. Lost to me. Who was it? Glenn Fitzpatrick. Oh, Glenn Fitzpatrick, mm. yeah, <laughs> good should mate of uh, yeah. Graham Garton. Yeah, there, yeah, should have got that when you said there we go. Got horses. two goals against Lee. Yeah. Not clear yeah. if he does. We don't know. Does he like it bad? I mean, oh, yeah, 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 he yeah. loves yeah. the horses. Oh, yeah, okay. well, it's yeah. not a bad thing. I like it. Yeah. Uh, not allowed to do that now if he's a member of the league. To be clear, remember, remember, can we just establish if he's a coach anywhere and we might be deleting this? Remember, it was he can still back at it, he can still back a horse. Go ahead, yeah, that was all to qualify for the Champions League. Everybody was going to help for that, and then Drada obviously got into the financial space to try and compete 
I think it was 2008 where they were so close. I, I was there for that one as well. Yeah, yeah that was... Hit the post across. Shane Robinson know, shot hit yeah. the line and I can still remember... I mean, I mean, Jesus! Like, think I've probably spoken about this in the pod before. I think of Kiev now and what's happening in Ukraine, mm. and like yeah. the place mm. we we're in was actually you know a modern sort of hotel and area. And just mm. imagine, but I remember the because they made two subs. Adam Thomas, wasn't it? They took they took Adam Adam Thomas. Tom, he Adam, was the guy at Shells last year. Was Tom, Adam, Adam Hughes. Adam Hughes. Yeah, Adam Hughes missed yeah. an absolute sitter, sitter yeah. and Shane Robinson hit this one. They hit the line and dribbled across <laughs> the line. Sorry. And I remember the Ukrainians in front of us who'd been sort of laughing ten minutes earlier because they took off their best player Malevsky and they were through. And then Gartland scored then mm. just went for it and uh, they were like blessing themselves they couldn't believe how they got away with it at injury mm. time and I remember we went straight home Drada had this huge plane it was like a sort of a one of these ones Kills where yeah like like going to America where like three sides it was a middle row it was two sides now you're probably thinking again the cost of travel and all mm. this I remember seeing Adam Hughes in the airport and like every, you know it's like death in the family like you don't want to talk to this person and when you think about it like that was basically the end for Drada yeah. you know well, like that, they, they had the margins that, you know? um, that was how close they were to the Champions League qualifying it would have been it would have been true to play Spartak Moscow who Kiev ended up hammering I think right. and Kiev ended up going all the way I, yeah. I think the, in terms of League yeah. of Ireland the money um, wasn't as the money in Europe in the 2000s wasn't as big as it is now mm, like for a run yeah. like Shells for 2004 didn't really collect a substantial amount yeah. relative to what you can do like Rovers got through one round this year it's worth more than what teams would have got through for three four rounds and even with inflation I, I think it was Ollie Cal when he was on the show was saying Paul Doolan's management that night was just literally 10 out of 10 he couldn't have called it more accurately he said yeah. you're going to hurt them here and you're like Kiev well, like away from home and it's funny history is written by the winners but that should have been the greatest masterclass almost ever of a yeah. European so uh, you, didn't, you didn't play in Europe then did you? No we, I was uh, with Longford we were all <laughs> I was was part of the squad for that Carmarton Town disaster. Oh, well, I have to. I was at that one as well. <laughs> yeah, that was and, something and, else. And, yeah. and you talk about a few minutes ago. Well, if I didn't play, I didn't get the blame. I didn't play in those two games. Yeah, uh, I was in the squad and I never took part. Oh, which there's a part of me would say, you know, he obviously would have say like the play and I think it was I think it was the UEFA Cup then it was I remember Stephen O'Brien trying to dribble the ball around oh, someone at the halfway line at the end we were watching it from the sideline and it was like I don't know it was like we were getting un somebody was undressing us in front of the crowd there it was, you couldn't believe what was happening like you know it was just I can't believe this happened we were one all at, at, yeah. at, um, at uh, half time in a much better position because we had an away goal as poorly mm. as we played in the second leg I can see the four. I, I remember Alan Kirby coming out after and just losing the plot and saying, "This is why we're all playing in the League of Ireland." Like that was his interview, yeah. you know. And uh, oh, there was a lot going on that night. Yeah. Yeah. Did, 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 yeah, that was the that was almost the end of Longford in a way too, mm. you know, in terms of that era. Yeah, mm. I feel like yeah, it was a little bit. It was it was it was fairly unexpected the result over in Wales, obviously, uh, and particularly the manager which it happened, and a lot of a lot of a lot of things fell fell by the wayside after that. Yeah. Mm. Um, we, we, we'll get back to you Gary but just just killer the, the that time did kind of feel like you were part of the national discourse like you know it felt like I did it, I suppose it felt like you weren't for those few weeks you weren't um just a League of Ireland player if that makes sense no it was huge I think I actually did an interview after um with Tony Donahue over in Alkmaar and um I remember saying it, it just felt like it was for the League of Ireland you know mm. it wasn't that you felt like you were representing so much we got to play Legia in the Aviva, do you know what I mean? In front of 30,000. And the last time I'd probably played that, we played Liverpool in a friendly uh, at mm. Shamrock Rovers a few years previous, and the whole stadium was nearly up for Liverpool. Do you know what yeah. I mean? This time we were going to the Aviva, and it felt like uh, we were representing the country. Everyone was there for us. The 30 odd thousand that were there were all for the League of Ireland, all for Dundalk and supporting, and everyone got behind it. So there was a real, yeah, it, it, it took us to a new level of kind of, um, yeah, of just a new level of football. To be honest, it was something that we weren't used to, or exposed to, and I was lucky enough to be part of two campaigns, which was which was something that I really hold dear. What do you make of the League of Ireland standard now? Great. Listen, I I said I, I watched. I was on the League of Ireland TV. I watched Shelburne and UCD. Um, UCD look a little bit off it this year in comparison mm. to the others. I think with the other nine teams, anyone is capable of taking points off anyone in any given game. Um, Obviously, I remember last year being on, and I actually tipped them to stay up. Remember, and you were that's right, yeah, yeah, that was a good shout. And yeah, uh, I won't be making that tip this year, unfortunately. <laughs> I think there's yeah. probably just too. Much, I don't think they had the quality they had to turn it around. But no, listen, the league as a whole, it, it, it's great at the minute. Do you know what I mean? I think these European games now are going to be exciting as well. Um, you'd love now as a supporter of the league and 
I am a neutral probably now at this stage. I, I hope all the teams do well in it. You know, um, I really would like to see someone get to the group stage. Well, again. you work for Athlone Town. Yeah, I know yeah. that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, neutral. Well, like, we probably should. I mean, the, there is this theory that like the League of Ireland clubs in Europe are very comfortable sometimes as the underdog. And if it's a slight difference this week, mm. you know, like... All favourites. Shamrock Rovers are favourites. Are they all favourites? All yeah. favourites, yeah. The Derry City, Torshavn, Doodleland, you're really... Oh, Diddy Lang, sorry, are very highly seeded. But they're out of season, you know, and you've got like the dog playing team from Gibraltar who lost for Northern Irish side last year. Like, mm. I don't know, but it is... And Gary alluded to it and, and Steve O'Donnell referenced it. The position of being favourites in Europe... I, I guess you didn't experience that too often. You know, in a lot of your games, it was more so the opposite. It was, and I think that it's just easier to play. And I, I remember uh, people often forget, say, we we were very lucky to get out of Bate over there. Oh, uh, oh that was the <laughs> night. All right, like, well, we lost 1-0. It was the best 1-0 defeat I've ever been involved in, right? Yeah. And, and then to come home. But, like, I remember Stevie speaking. I remember Stephen Kenny speaking as well. The night we stayed in the hotel, and they were like, listen, this is on here. And it was kind of hard to imagine. It was a bit like when you're saying... Anyone remember that game last week? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, mm. You think this is on, and yeah, it was just they didn't travel well. We knew that about them. We researched them. We watched them. Vinny, you know, we, we we were ready that night, and everything like you were saying about was it, who did you say Paul Doolan was it? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 we just knew what we had to do, and it, it, it went well for us three 0 at home to bat. The, you could have never imagined after the first leg. Yeah, and um, yourself, I remember you saying like, like after the, the the last job, like when you were at Longford, like this could be it for me in terms of management because I need a full-time job here. Mm. How has it gone for you? Yeah, um, fantastic. Well, from my own uh, personal point of view, it's been, it's, it's been really good and being involved in full, full-time setup is, 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 is excellent. But I was saying that at the time, you know, the league needs to develop into a full-time league um, to try and get to these stages in Europe where, you know, um, uh, they can compete. They can, you know, be much more regular at getting to group stages and so on. Um, for that to happen, there needs to be more full-time people in football in Ireland. And um, like, there's no point in, in Shamrock Rovers, for example, or, or, or any teams going to Europe this week playing teams that are giving them no competition for weeks before, before, before they get there. And that can happen in certain leagues. I don't think it's good prep. So, yeah, a proper full-time league is what's needed. But from my own personal point of view, it's been great. What's Bo's been uh, like? Yeah, it's been, it has, you know, in the main, it's been really, really good. Um, I love working with Declan. Yeah, really good guy. Um, really knowledgeable the game, and he, he's won things obviously with with Derry City. So myself, um, Declan and, and Derek Pender, Chris Penny, goalkeeper and coach, we've a really really good um, good team going there. And um, we get at each other because obviously we've gone through a dip in results, and we're always at each other to try and improve things and make things better. Um, but to do that, as as we well know, it takes it takes time. It really takes time to delve in into the uh, into the how and the why and what and when. All those questions that need to be asked. Um, so yeah, it's that that part's gone really well so far. But you need all the time in the world. Like you I mean, you can, you could do it eight days in a week. Sometimes to go through certain things. Like you know, what do you enjoy more, being assistant or manager? Um, and and it, well, it's less stress being an assistant. I have to I have to say, you know, you're focusing obviously on the on the football side of things. Having said that, went into the game obviously very stressed. We all did on Friday, knowing <laughs> that we needed to, needed that win because I know what the the, the the stresses are as a as as a manager. Um. Look, I do have ambitions to be a number one again someday, but I'm really enjoying what I'm doing at the moment. So, um, sorry, that's a tough question to answer. To mm. It's great. It's good. It's good to see Afalabi score. I have to say, we've spoken about Jonathan Afalabi a lot on the pod this year, and then all of a sudden, it's just the goal it's, against Rovers. It's, it's clicked from it's clicked yeah. from sort of three weeks in a row. Yeah, it's been great. And look, I actually done an, an after ball interview recently, um, and on a, John Afalabi's name came up in relation to goals, and he had two up to the end. I said, I felt that. If John was to get one or back-to-back goals, he might go on a bit of a run. Now, listen, we want more than, than than three goals, obviously, but he scored in the last three games, which is great for his confidence. And the the, the great one about Friday was it was a winner. Yeah. It was a winner. Yeah. And, uh, Place you know, goes wild. He nearly took a short off for a second yellow yeah, at one well, stage. I well, flicked on the last 10 minutes and, you know, I could see him. He was yeah, the emotion, but it was clear. <laughs> yeah. It must have been hard for him, though, Killer, if you put yourself in his shoes, considering his background and the... The pedigree he has and like the career the career trajectory that he had to be sort of 12 14 games in in the league of ireland with a very modest goals record like that can't do your confidence so i guess this needs you need a bit of love from your manager there oh no but that's what i was saying like i mean football I, my thoughts on it when i speak to even my attacking players now with with the women i actually talked to them uh, last week and i was like confidence is everything and like you know you're going i'm going into a dressing room even now when the women's side where 
confidence is probably low. Um, you know, previous managers left. It's a bit of a transition period, and they're trying to pick that up and scoring three games on the trot like you just said he's going to be feeling like everything he hits now is going to go in like you just go through little purple patches like that I, I'd say on a human level like this could be anything when you were in charge of like I remember I went for the Racing Post editor's job didn't get the job so I've never actually managed a team of anything that was going to be my, my one chance to actually manage a group of people and I had no idea how I was going to get on but if you see what you're saying in two weeks you see the smiles back in their faces that must make you happy like that's half the battle and you, I just kind of know how I, I you just drag in your own experiences from playing there was times where the goals felt massive and there was times where the goals mm. felt tiny and that's me as a centre forward I was playing kind of always up at the top end of the men's game and challenging for leagues and still went through huge periods like that and I think I think so it does have a bit of mental resolve to it too but you can't underestimate how important confidence is for a centre forward and get confidence stupid Dan absolutely Gary just um, we'll, be, we'll get complaints if we don't ask but how involved are you in the recruitment stuff now because you're I mean we've got Pat Fenland there mm. you've got Decky are you giving input on this because obviously it's a busy window now and there's a lot of speculation around certain players. Um, yeah, are you involved? Are you sort yeah, of well, we'd have an active role. Funny, we, we we came. I came here directly from a recruitment meeting in the office. Um, and yeah, obviously, uh, Pat Finland's there, director of football, and uh, and Decky being the manager. Obviously, whatever players that we want to get, we've the targets. We don't always get them. There's obviously mm. competition out there as well. But um, I mean, this is Declan's second window. Um, so far, he's signed really well, and we're just trying to add to. To what we've got there, if we can. Um, but yeah, we'd be involved. Obviously, we listen. We're all experienced football men, you know. We've we've been around, and if we've something to add, we 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 throw it in. And um, obviously, I've my contacts in the game. Declan has his. Pat has his. And do you get on? Um, oh, we got on very well. Yeah, mm. Is, yeah, get on very well. Um, don't know if that would have been the same if we had a lost on Friday, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it must joke. be. It must but this is the nature of it. This goes back to the European then. It's like, like hypothetically you're competing with a club for a player and hypothetically they win 300 grand yeah, that's, this week. Well, this is it. Like. <laughs> it's like, that's that's the downside. downside. It's like, concern. That's yeah. the downside, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean... But even the promise of football for next year signing, you know, when you're constantly, you know, we've got Europe next year, it's always a bargaining yeah. tool yeah. when you're trying to sign a player in the off-season. They kind of go, listen, you know, we've got Europe as well. And, you don't know what that that promise is always empty. It might yeah. be one game. It yeah. could be. Who's your Who's your best rival in terms of um, in Europe? That like yeah, this lads this lads a serious level. As in that we played against. You played against. Oh, um, listen. I I remember playing Spurs back in the day, and they had all the talent that they had. I remember again. I was on the bench in White Hart Lane that night, and we went nice one bench. up. Roycer, yeah, mm. and, and Roycer scored, and um, he told Modric and Gareth Bale to get ready. <laughs> you're kind of going uh, right <laughs> and Modric so that, that was what 2011 so Modric is like running games in Europe 12 years later and and at the international level that is I, I feel like all these I was actually at that game as well too it's actually a picture <laughs> of the, the, footprint. the, 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 the press box we were right behind the bench it was actually it was a picture of like Gareth Bale sat in front Pavlichenko was the other one who came on as well yeah, I think. But he, he, Pavlichenko he could, and the foe up front yeah, and, uh, they did, they did oh an God. exceptional team it was, uh, it was I ridiculous. just never probably felt that was the first time again I was very young at the time I was only 20-21 after kind of first year really challenging even in the League of Ireland and to, to, the physicality of these players and the Eunice mm. Kabul was centre half and like big he, boy he it's hit amazing. me and I remember it hurt what was it what, what was Modric's reaction like when you offered him your shirt after the game actually <laughs> uh, no I have Gareth Bale's shirt wow uh, oh that was yeah. a good one oh, yeah. any, any sweating it or uh, well he handed it to me he came into the dressing room afterwards <laughs> and he, he gave it to me um I didn't give him mine, but uh, yeah. I'm sure his would be hanging on his wall Gaz you any nice jerseys uh, for your wall uh, the jerseys I have are the ones I all I, I played I have a, I have a, I have a short for every club I play, play for oh, nice. they're, all, they're all my own like you know I, yeah. one of the and he's sweating them or yeah, yeah. My most memorable. he also got a knock off Rover shirt in Belgrade a couple of years <laughs> back. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know for, for, for a score yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the Trotley United one I have the yellow Trotley United one I have mm. for when we won the league down in Sligo uh, 2001 I think it was I still have that and quite often see it hanging up in the water what, what age are you? me now yeah. you were playing 22 years ago no. Don't. 44 now it doesn't look it, does he? There you go. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, like I, yourself, Johnny. I have to. I have to say that is the that is probably the coolest clobber we've ever had. But people can't see it. It's an audio show. It, it'll be on. You'll see it on our Insta <laughs> on our Insta page. That bow's top, like straight from work. Ah oh, man, like it's yeah, like yeah, it's, it's O'Neill's. It's, and it's he's my island. We've said nothing about Danny Grant in the Pats room. Tell me, is he flinching? Is he? Um, I can't see him at the moment. Sure he's, he's a politician over here. Like, yeah. He's letting all he wants other teams. Daryl Horgan, Dan Casey, all these names doing the rounds. Who knows? What's you know, happening? Is he reacting? Yeah. Okay. Come on, tell us something. Give us something. 
is the reason we, we, we Johnny you'll get sacked if he tells us something yeah. sacked in the morning um, thank Danny, God he's on this show Danny Grant wouldn't be a bad signing obviously I think we can say that if it ever happened you know he's linked with Pats as well and so on yeah well Danny Danny's a, an ex Bowles. he obviously went over to, to to the UK from Bowles. so Dan reckons he's a tattoo a daily mount on he does, some yeah. part of his yeah, body yeah. 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 I think Bowles would be close to Dan's heart mm. to cry out to, Dan, to Danny there but <laughs> I know look whatever's happening there will happen and um yeah, uh, obviously he has fond memories of Bohemian, so we'll see what happens. Where do you fit in wages-wise in terms of, like, in the league? Like, where are you? I know you're not Rovers, but can you offer... What's this? You RPA, you is <laughs> do you have flip This is the P, this, is, um, this is the public affairs Bo- is an attractive club as well. Like, you're living in Dublin, good support. Like, I'm yeah. sure you have a bit of a bargaining position if you want to sign someone. Oh, sorry, the resources from... Mm. Yeah, look, come here, listen, Bowles will compete. Mm. Um, you know, they're not unrealistic of, of sort of targets and so on, but... Yeah, I mean, there's certain things that will be out of our reach that might be in the reach of other clubs. That's just the way it is at the moment. I mean, we just have to concentrate on ourselves and, and whoever you do get in, try and push on to make Europe. So, so we've got this week's fixtures. We've got Rovers, Brighton, back tomorrow. You want one more thing for Karen? <clears throat> yeah, what's uh, your outlook for the season ahead? Yeah, look at I, I well, for me. Yeah, and, I, and who's your management team as well, actually? Sorry. Well, like, that's still a work in progress. Okay. Actually, there's a break now in the, in the Women's League with the World Cup coming up, which is going to be great. So yeah. not ideal from a management point of view because you've got this huge chasm of four, six weeks without a game a uh, competitive match so uh, a little bit of time to get myself working and, and work on my backroom team um, my Sorry how, how big as well is this for the game in Ireland this World Cup because oh, Massive yeah. yeah No look it's huge and I think even that maybe even subliminally is, is has led me onto this route there was an excitement okay. building from everyone Um you know, and I could just see what it was meaning to the girls I was working with as I said earlier within minute. so yeah my plan for this season is to try and you know kick on now with the with the group I have. I'm very excited to be working with them. Um they're all on different holidays now for a few weeks. So um get back in with them now in the coming weeks and uh, really try and finish the season as strong as we can. I yeah. I have the fixtures here Dan yeah. Well, yeah well, of course we've got the European games Rovers Blighter like on Tuesday Pats is Wednesday in, in Luxembourg and then the Dock and Derry both away in uh, Gibraltar and the Faroes respectively on Thursday. Then Friday Shells and Bows are sort of like Back to back Fridays, isn't yeah. it? Shells and Bows. So mm. Shells a team again. I mean, you're talking about clubs in Dublin with decent support and sort of clout in the transfer market. I mean, Shells are going to have a bit of that too. But mm. two fun games ahead. Yeah, we had a little, uh, a little sneaky Leinster Senior Cup semi final there last week mm. in, in, in Talca, which was good following. Out of it. it was a great, amazing. Game. Yeah, probably get more goals in that game than than, than you will in the next two. Yeah, They're tightly, tightly, uh, tight affairs. Obviously, when we play Shells. Uh, nip and tuck, and they're going to be the same obviously on Friday and 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 the following week. But it's mad we have them back to back, obviously. But yeah, we look forward to both. It's going to be huge. Duff, yeah. Duff and Duff and O'Brien, a kind of a hug before the game, or kind of a handshake, or is it kind of a? Well, but yeah, I'll give him a hug if you want me to give him a hug. Yeah. Will you? It's a handshake. You? Yeah, yeah. Will you give him a hug just yeah. just for for the purpose of a, a little friendly? Please don't way, do that. Uh, usually draw it also on Friday, <laughs> and then Sligo Rovers and Cork Cities on Saturday. Duff could give him that. Him, you know what he did to the, Pat the gesture. Fans? Yeah, he could give that. It was, to a, it was a wave. It was <laughs> a wave. And uh, first division, what have we got? Uh, first division, we have um, no title race, Dan, uh, but we have uh, Athlone Town uh, v Galway United. Four days time, Bravey Wexford. Uh, Gaz's old club, Treaty v Watford, Finharts v Cove, Longford Town v Kerry FC yeah. on Saturday. Might be three days' time when people listen to this, of course. Mm. And then there's a two week break because I think we have the cup next week. We, we do? Yeah. Mm. Who did you get the cup? <laughs> Johnny, did you listen to the previous? Johnny had a couple of drinks last <laughs> night and it has impacted on his performance today. He, you're forgetting I, names. I've, I've literally just discussed how they're playing Bows and Shells in back to back weeks and you I just was, asked them who he's playing in the cup. That is our cue to end the show. I'm going to end it because I don't think Johnny's capable of doing I'm not it. Sure the we show is over. This, but we were Thank in association you. with the Rascals, uh, Brewery and Chicor, um, Future Ticketing. Collar and cough. <laughs> <laughs>